I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all of podcasts, and welcome to a brand new Nerd Alert. Look, I'll be honest, uh, this is going to be a pretty low effort show. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, we're less than a week past Lexington Toy and Comic Convention 2023. Let me first just say, what an awesome year. 2023 was for Lexington Toy and Comic Con. And let me also just say how friggin' exhausted I am. Uh, I have not cut up on sleep. My car has not been unloaded yet. It's, uh, I'm just wiped. And I think I speak for the whole crew when I say we're still recovering. Um, but I'll let them tell you themselves. Let me introduce the other exhausted members of this show. First up, the man who keeps the nerd in the Tottenham Ditch Me, the man who was a rock star this weekend, so much so he's on the news, ladies and gentlemen. His 15 minutes are counting down, but let's get to him before they run out. Ladies and gentlemen, to the bridge, Commander Scott. Scott, 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 Scott. <laughs> what? what we got to do the show. Show? Yeah. It's only it's Monday. Wednesday. It's, now it's Wednesday already. Mon Monday. That's, I assure you, sir, it's Wednesday. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry, that just hit me. I thought it was funny. That was good. Um, so I, I have a I have a nerd fact for you from uh, your your favorite uh, Star Trek movie. Beyond? No, 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 no. Your Wrath quote, of Khan. Your air quote. Oh, sorry, sorry. First contact. Sorry. No, no, no. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. With the whales, <laughs> the one that everybody loves. So I just found out. So you know, in Star Trek Four, Scotty goes to secure some plexiglass walls, and uh, in the twenty fourth century, he would have used you know transparent aluminum, correct? You know, sure. You know, transparent aluminum is now a thing. Why? It has, it has been invented. Oh, it exists. Okay. Aluminum oxynitride. Marketed under the name Alon? Alon? A-L-O-N? I don't know. Uh, no, no. I believe it's marketed under Pepsi Clear. Is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It, it is a transparent ceramic composed of aluminum, oxygen, and nitrogen. It is optically transparent in the near-ultraviolet, visible, and mid-wave infra infrared regions of the electromagnetic spectrum. 
It is four times as hard as fused silica glass, 85% as hard as sapphire, and nearly 115% as hard as magnesium aluminate spinal. Spinal. I don't know what that is. But uh, it can be used to make transparent uh, windows, plates, domes, rods, tubes, other forms uh, of, of conventional ceramic patterning process techniques. Um, uh, aluminum oxynitride based armor has been shown to stop multiple armor piercing projectiles up to a 50 caliber BMG. So this is some hard shit. I can see why Scotty wanted to use it now. But okay, it has been it has been invented. Okay, so Trek called it. Add that to the list. Got it. When are they going to invent teleportation? Because that would be much more useful, I think. Well, you know, we have to invent the Heisenberg compensators first. So. Uh, okay. Can we get on that? Hey, they Something. had to get uh, they had to get transparent aluminum out of the way. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Fine. Mm. All right. Finishing off this terrible trio, uh, the man who had to spend his first day after the con driving all the way back to that three-fourths vowel state and then deal with the kids. Ladies and gentlemen, the man who wins for most exhausted, <clears throat> joining us from somewhere in time and space via perhaps a DeLorean, it's the Doc. I once saw him kill three men in a bar with a pencil. With a fucking pencil. No? Baba Yaga? <laughs> Here's your fucking rope. Here's your fucking rope. What the hell are you oh, rope sign. for? I shouldn't sign it. No, no, sign it. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I I'm I was whooped, still am whooped. Uh my back still hurts. Um what's well, just cuz we're old. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been. Let's just say it's been. <laughs> uh, well, we won't hold you in suspense anymore. Uh so basically what we're going to do today is give you a recap. Uh our our favorite moments, uh who do we meet, what do we buy, what happened? Um uh, as much as we can remember from the haze of three and a half, four days that was Lexington Toy and Comic Con. Uh, and look, it was a great year. Honestly, it was. Turnout was great. Cosplay was awesome. The people were pretty cool. I don't think anybody got banned for life this year uh, that I'm aware of anyway. So we'll just take it around the horn and, and talk about uh, all the cool, fun stuff we found and didn't saw. So. I don't know if you guys want to break this down by categories or just hop in, but uh, guys, let's go with the most important part of Lesson to Comic Con. What did you buy? Uh, I didn't actually buy much this year, unlike last year. (laughs) Well, you're still paying off last year. Yeah, last year you visited that one booth like 17 times. Yeah. They started giving Uh, you free stuff. that's, That's fact. Um, no, Megan, Megan and I's nephew, Theo, his birthday is today. Happy birthday, Theo. Happy and, birthday, Theo. Uh, we wanted to get him something. He loves Batman. He actually told Megan Batman is his best friend. Aww. Um, and I was a little disappointed because I wanted to get some, some Batman. Would that be plural? Yeah, Batman. Batman. 
to wish him a happy birthday. But unfortunately, unlike other years, there was not much of a Batman presence, I didn't think. I think I saw maybe three over the entire weekend, and one may have been the same guy twice. And honestly, I didn't think they were that convincing of Batman. So I just was... Three-year-old nephew is very discerning. Yeah, I... There are a couple of like there was one guy that had like a full on rubber mask of like Michael Keaton Batman. Um, but anyway, so uh, Megan bought hooded towels from a very Ooh. nice vendor. Uh, she was one of our ghost hunt participants. Oh, hey, shout ghost out! Ghost at her booth. Uh, but yeah, hooded towels. One was one is Batman and the other is Spider Man. So she bought one for each of those nephews because they would fight they're only like one year apart so they would fight uh, if one got a hooded towel and the other didn't um and then i bought some decals for the truck and the car um i got godzilla uh an aliens one and boba fett what's the aliens one it's it's like a xenomorph with like a circle around it like its oh, okay. tail is the circle Oh, the Alien it's, 3 logo kind of thing? It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's okay. neat looking. Um, okay. Megan got the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Also a Godzilla. and right. uh, She got the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The thumb, the like Hitchhiker thumb. With, oh, like, uh, okay. So she didn't, she didn't buy the book. No, no. She has the book, I'm pretty sure. And has seen the movie. Does she have just that book or does she have the Ultimate Hitchhiker's Guide? I think she just has the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's not the ultimate guide. Because she wanted, we were at Barnes and Noble and she wanted to buy it. Well, we know what she's getting for Christmas now. Yeah, yeah, because she can't just stop at the first book. You've you've got to you've got to read all five books. Uh well, it's taken her like a month to try to get through like a two hundred and fifty page book. So we'll just we'll we'll wait. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I bought some patches and um, I want to start. I want to get a canvas bag to replace my uh, computer bag that I take to school and start sewing patches onto it or like get like a jacket to like start collecting patches. You want like a like a Boy Scout brag vest for just covered with patches? Yeah. You know, like, oh, from this con and this con, you know, you got to find a fandoms. Did you ever watch? Oh crap! What was it that that Pixar movie with the brothers, and they're like trolls? Yeah. Uh. Uh. Um. Onward. Onward. Yeah. You gotta get like the sleeveless jean jacket, like the older brother has, and just cover it with nerdy patches. Yes, I would. I totally would. So, what what, are, what patches did you get to start out with? Uh, I got a couple of Jurassic Park ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, like a red Jurassic Park logo and a yellow Jurassic Park logo, and then one of the T Rex. Nice. Um, a mythosaur. What was the other one? There's another uh-huh. one. Okay. Yeah. I'd have to look and see. I can't remember so, off the top of my head. So I want to go back to this canvas bag. Yeah. Okay. So you you found the lady with the embroidered canvas bags? That were seventy dollars. Yeah. I wasn't gonna buy one for seventy dollars. So you didn't. But you did. You find that one? Yes. Okay. So back at the beginning of the convention, 
when I said, hey, there's a lady that has canvas bags and there's the UFP one that I, I'm thinking about buying. I'd really like to buy. And he's like, Scott, where is she? I've been looking for a messenger bag. I'm like, I don't know. I can't remember where she's at. I can't find her. You found her and then never came back to tell me, hey, Scott, I know where she's at now. Do you, well, do you know when I found her? When? When we were collecting the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, you, you didn't come back and say, hey, I, I found the lady. You still want to go to get that bag? Yeah. Yeah. The con wasn't quite over yet. There was Sorry. about 20 minutes left. So. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. Yeah. It's Sorry, just like, I, it's the same thing. It was the same thing all weekend. Like all weekend, he would come back to the table with coffee. Yeah, I got coffee. Really? You <laughs> think to say, hey, anybody want coffee? I'm going to make a coffee run. No, just just you. Okay, fine, whatever. It was no, no. Did anyone find the coffee vendor who was giving discounts to vendors? Because they came by like Thursday while we were setting up, and then I never saw them again. Yes, that that that's chaotic. Good. That, okay. To see today. But they didn't. Oh, okay. have, they didn't have coffee at their booth. Uh, no, you had to. You had to go. To, you had to go to the store. Oh, misunderstanding. Yeah. Oh. Um. Uh, but anyway, Scott, ninety-nine point nine percent of those coffee runs were Megan going, "Hey, do you want to go get coffee?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, "Okay, yeah, I guess." So. Yeah. So, but you still went for coffee, and you still didn't go, "Hey, does anybody else want coffee? We're going to make a coffee." No, no. You're just like, "All right, we're leaving," and you just left and came back. We got coffee. For for future reference, Scott, every time I get coffee, I'll just bring you a coffee, whether you want it or not. That'll work. So if you get coffee in the morning, I expect to see my coffee. <laughs> okay, I will tomorrow morning when I go to the bakery to fill up my travel mug to go to drive to school, I'll fill up one cup and set it on the counter and be like, there's your coffee, Scott. No, no, you got to pour it out, gangster style. Like, one for you, one for your homie. <laughs> Just right there on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's what I need is everybody at the bakery being pissed at me before I go to school and me going, well, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Must be a Tuesday. Uh, so, yeah. Like I said, the, I didn't buy much as far as, like, that stuff goes right i got oh i did get i guess i forgot about my t-shirts oh Um, i got a voltron t-shirt and megan and i both got a godzilla kaiju t-shirt that had um it's got godzilla rodan mothra sorry uh 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 not rodan uh oh what did it say scott um it wasn't rodan it was radon radon yeah Radon, yeah. Radon. Ah, the silent killer. Yeah, Radon, Godzilla, um, Mothra, King Ghadira, uh, Gigan, and Mecha Godzilla. Nice. It's supposed to say Rodan, but I think so, there might be an accent that got misplaced or something. I don't know. But definitely says Radon, not Rodan. It's in Japanese though, so it's okay. It happens. But we're sure it doesn't say dumb American will pay anything for this t-shirt because that, that no, was a concern. Not, okay, okay. We're not 100% not, sure that it doesn't. No. Say that. <laughs> not, not, not according to Google's optical translator. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fair but, enough. But if Google, you know, if, if, if there's some major Japanese stockholders in Google, they, they might have slipped in some, some false coding, you know, when it comes to translating Japanese. Right. So. So yeah. Well, alrighty. 
Scott, what'd you buy? You know, I didn't really buy myself a lot. Um, uh, I bought uh, some Lego minifigures and a little Among Us plushie thingy for uh, uh, the son of a friend of ours uh, who who does house rules with me. I, I think you can call him your nephew. I don't, I don't think I was going to argue with you on that one. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I get called Uncle Scott all the he time. He does. But technically, I'm not, you know, I'm not his uncle. Um, so I bought him some of those, uh, and everything. Um, I got, uh, I got my wife, a, a, a Top Gun t-shirt. Um, uh, I got myself a couple of books. That's nerd. That's a, that's about it. That's Buying a, books at a comic book convention. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's all I got. Um, now somebody was very generous and got me, you know, a nice Star Trek t-shirt, which I am wearing right now. So very happy with that. Well, that's good. Cause they had to sneak around to figure out your t-shirt size. They did. And, and they did a beautiful job of it too. Cause it did not occur to me what had happened until I was <laughs> sitting at home eating dinner at eight o'clock that night. Yeah. And I didn't do your text till like an hour and a half after you sent it. Well, you were in the movie at the time. You were. Yeah. Yeah. And everything. I was just sitting there, and I'm watching TV, and all of a sudden, it, it just popped into my head, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's when you did it! Damn it, that sneaky son bitch!" Wait, yeah. when did what happened? <laughs> so at one point, uh, John had asked me what what my T-shirt size was, what T-shirt size I wear, and and I didn't answer, and he knew I wasn't going to answer because I don't, I just don't. Because if he tells me, that means I'm going to get him something, and he doesn't like people doing that. So, yeah. Um, and uh, at one point, when I was in the midst of one of my one of my spiels to you know a, a customer, he he comes up and quote unquote adjusts the collar on my flight suit, which is which is not uncommon because when I put my flight suit on, that collar has a tendency to get tucked in. <coughs> I didn't think anything of it, and that's when he looked at my t-shirt size. Ah, size double X medium. Yes, it's a really weird T-shirt size to find. Double uh, medium. So yeah, but other than that, I'm, I really didn't didn't buy myself much. I didn't uh, I didn't leave the leave the table a lot this year. I, I, I you didn't. You were a rock star at the table, though, Sarah. I just want you to know. Um. So I crafted. I almost bought John a T-shirt. But I did something else nice for him. Instead. You did, and let's get to that something nice because it's pretty much all I bought at the convention too. <laughs> uh, so I've been collecting uh, '90s Kenner aliens figures because my mom never let me have them when I was a kid, and they're still surprisingly affordable and 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 not difficult to find. Um, pretty good condition, still in box or on card on on eBay. Um, but I was excited for this convention. It's like, cool, I'll be here in person. There's only a handful of figures left I still need. It'll be cool to, to not have to, you know, add another 10 bucks shipping onto everything I buy. And this will be cool. So every place that had vintage toys, I stopped and looked. And no one had alien stuff. Until we came to one table. And that 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 packaging is like the color scheme is like embedded in my mind now. And it shot out at me like a sore thumb. But these weren't action figures. These, these were really big boxes. And I was like, oh, crap. Sitting there, 
on this dude's shelf. Not mint, but very good condition. Still inside the box, never opened. Was the Space Marine Evac Fighter. One of two vehicles I kind of wanted. And not the holy grail, but close to it of this line, for me anyway. The closest thing they ever made to a playset, the Alien Queen Oh, excuse me, Alien Queen Hive. It's not quite a full playset. It, it's it's the Queen, a, a, a deluxe Queen figure because they made a Queen of Wave One, but they kind of shrunk it down to keep costs down. This is a giant Queen with the the Hive. Now I hadn't even priced the Queen Hive because I never thought I'd find it anywhere in decent condition because it came in like Wave Three, which is kind of towards the end of the line, and it was kind of pricey back then and. It had a whole mechanism where you like dip slime through it, like everything in the 80s and 90s did, and that kind of wore toys out. And they got thrown away a lot because parents just didn't want to deal with them. So I didn't even know what to expect on this. And the the guy at the table gave me a very nice quote um, for both of them because I did look them up online. Um, and for what some of these were going for, it was a steal. Uh, but we get to his table. I, I find, I'm mulling it over. And I'm like, God, that's kind of more than I wanted to like, like, like I spent basically as much on these two as I wanted to spend the entire weekend. Uh, but I knew I wasn't going to find them again in person like that. And I kind of, you know, so I went back and forth and decided let's go get them. So I walked over to go get them. And the dude doesn't take cart. So in a story that'll make Scott laugh, he's like, well, I'll take Zell. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there trying to get Zell to download on my phone in the convention center, which has terrible fucking reception and it's not working. And I'm about literally at the point where I'm just about to tell the guy to put him back on the shelf and fucking forget it. It's just, it's, I'm just stressed out. I checked my wallet. I'd taken out cash. I only had like 80 in cash and, and it was more than that. So a very good friend who I won't name uh, came up to me afterwards and just hands me a wad of cash. That happens to be exactly the amount I need to go buy these figures. Just, just, just go buy them. Just, just, just go buy them, pay them back later. Just, just go buy them. So they came home with me that night. Um, and somebody broke in my apartment that night and opened the evac fighter and assembled it and put all the stickers together. It was weird because I went to bed and it was definitely still in the box. I don't know who did that. Um, but they're awesome. And that friend is awesome. And uh, thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Well, it wasn't for nothing so <laughs> does that count buying that at the con does that count well it was buy? kind of a purchase kind of a barter because i was gonna pay jay back had every intention of it and then something occurred to me i think it was the first night when i, when I was sitting at home looking at those boxes because there, there there's another toy i had that i i had to get and i know jay wanted one and jay i'll, I'll just let you tell the story well so i I gave John the Obi John the money he needed, and I was like, "Just pay me back. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it." Megan and I had planned this out, and we had extra cash, and we had a bunch of stuff around the house that we sold at a place like a secondhand store that gives you cash. Like, you get a percent of what you sell. And so we, my mom was slowly taking this stuff to the store, and we eventually got enough money and. Anyway, she and I had plenty of cash, and I was like talking to Megan, and I was like, I'm just gonna give him the cash. So then John says, I'll make you a deal. You can either have the cash you loaned me back, or I'll give you my nerf pulse rifle. 
and not like give, but like basically sell it to me because I had already given him the cash. You had, yes. So it took me like about two minutes worth of arguing about it in my head before I decided what I wanted to do. But of course, I had to check with my other half to make sure it was okay. And she said it was fine. So now I have a Nerf pulse rifle. Yes, you do. So, so. yeah, and I would like to point out, gives you money to go buy the you know some toys that you want. I can't even get a cup of coffee. I'm just saying, throwing it out there. Oh, oh, I can't get a cup of coffee. Yeah. What are these hundred cookies sitting behind me? Oh, never mind. Oh yeah, the ones that you took around to the con to everybody else and said, "Here, have cookies." Yeah, we still had a ton of leftovers. <laughs> Scott, you act like you didn't have a bunch of cookies. I'm just going to start bringing Tupperware on Thursday when we first see you guys. And I'm just going to grab like half of whatever Megan brings. Good idea. Yeah. 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 And actually, sir, I, I would like you to know that some total, I have had five cookies. That's I it. I had, I had more than that on just Saturday, probably. Yep, I had two at the con. I've had three since we came home. Oh, well, catch up, Scott. Yeah. No, because I don't want to just gorge myself on cookies. That's that's what I did Saturday. I'm pretty sure all I said, <laughs> all I did on Saturday was sustain myself with cookies. Well, I could wait, take a break and walk all the other side of the convention center to try to get some food. Or hey, there's some cookies sitting right there. That's just, that's just, oh, I'll eat a cookie. That'll hold me over. So yeah, the moral of that story is uh, if you're friends with uh, Jay since fifth grade, he will loan you large sums of cash, and he is cool to barter that back in the form of uh, Nerf toys. I also accept swords and lightsabers. So. Oh, that's good to know. Okay, see, I didn't know that part. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott, uh, I will, I'll get you coffee. Yeah, no, no, okay. It's okay. See, other than that, like I said, that uh, that was more than I planned to spend for the the whole convention, pretty much, because I wasn't going to buy a whole lot of stuff. Um, I, I spent some money on some other stuff, but we'll get to that later. But uh, as, as far as his purchase, I, I bought Whitney a T-shirt. They had the, the same T-shirt place where I got Scott his Star Trek shirt. Had a bunch of um, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings locations, but in the style of like state parks. Um, which I thought was perfect, nerdy, just right up Whitney's alley. So she got a uh, Misty Mountains park shirt. Uh, and what she doesn't know is this, this means I can now buy her the entire set uh, sporadically from one con to the next because that t-shirt place is at every con we go to. So eventually she's going to have the entire collection. But Nice. Yeah. Uh, sadly, there was no bootleg guy. Or did I just miss him? Did anyone see the bootleg I guy? Never, I never saw a bootleg guy. <laughs> Makes me glad I saw him at uh, Vent City Con and grabbed a few more purchases. But uh, yeah, no bootleg guy. And, and this this last one really shocked me. Uh, I looked high and I looked low. And maybe maybe you get. Do you guys see foam swords anywhere? I think no. I, on the far side of the convention. I had not a, a not a single foam sword in sight. No, I had a hard time finding foam swords. I mean, yeah. I I I searched high and low. You know what else I couldn't find? What's that? And I looked. I looked really hard to find it. I was looking for um, Stitch-themed artwork. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard and, to find good, you know, a Stitch-whatever mashup. It, it, it yeah. really is. 
literally whatever (laughs) i just wanted a stitch themed like stay puffed marshmallow man Uh and uh i really wish that there was a booth that would have had one Uh um with a guy that kind of reminds me of sling blade especially Uh, if it was in really close proximity to our table so we wouldn't have to go too far Mm, you ghostbusters sell some pretty nice stuff Mm, i got stitch (laughs) (laughs) sorry that's all i was thinking all weekend Holy shit. Uh, uh, no, uh, we're, of course, being uh, facetious. There were foam swords fucking everywhere. And I'm a guy who loves a good foam sword. You all know this. I mean, at every convention, I come home with some kind of dumb weapon I don't need, except for this one. Um, but good God, man. It was the same, like, 12 styles of foam sword that I guess are from some kind of anime I don't watch. Every third table had these same foam swords. Yeah. I tell you the one I don't get is the quote unquote key blades. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. I see people walking around with these all the time. A, they're giant. Yep. B, it's, anime. Just a, it's just a giant key. Yep. There's no blade to be found. None of it no. is just all blocky. There's no, no yep. what yep. blade? It's a key club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bludgeon somebody with. Excuse me, sir. Actually, it's the Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts. It's uh, an anime with Disney characters in it. And every different world you go to has a different key. So there's like three dozen different Keyblades that you use to unlock different worlds. <laughs> uh, no blade. You yeah, know what? yeah, but we didn't want to make a Disney game where we give people swords. So we gave them a, a big key to bash stuff with. Just, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't understand 99% of people dressed up as anime things. And the 1% I do understand is like Sailor Moon, Pokemon, uh, Dragon Ball Z. There was that one dude in the full Berserk armor again, painted up uh, pen and pencil stir, or uh, paper and pencil style that the, the sketches on him. I couldn't get to him to get a picture. But if that guy's listening, I don't know your name, sir, but good God, that's amazing. Didn't see that guy. Saw him, I saw him briefly, like the last day, I think. I did see, I did see Lieutenant Dan and Ford. Yeah, there you go. They were awesome. <sighs> well, that could All segue right. to our next topic. So we talked about selfie. We, we, this wasn't a huge year for us for buying stuff. Um, maybe it's a sign we go to too many conventions and, and nothing jumped out at us. Uh, but. What this year was not lacking at all, and I mean this sincerely, like there was some great cosplay this year. Top notch. Everybody brought their A game. Um, I'm still going through social media posts and and videos and stuff and seeing like, where the hell were those guys? Where was that guy? Who was that guy? Uh, It's not quite Dragon Con levels of, oh, where was that? But we're getting there. Um, So what was some of the coolest cosplay, your favorite cosplay you guys saw this weekend? Um, Jay, I think you're already into a big one. Yeah, the Forrest Gump and Lieutenant Dan. And it was Forrest Gump was dressed as like jogger Forrest Gump with like super short shorts and that yellow t-shirt and a huge beard and a uh bubblegum shrimp hat. Yep. And then Lieutenant Dan had his legs covered up and had one of those little cigars. And those two they bought in a thousand percent into those characters. They did not drop character. Yeah, I don't know if you if you had a conversation with them. I did. They came over to the Ecto to take pictures, and um, he, they wheeled over. And the first thing I said was, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no legs. And he goes, God, yeah, I know I don't got no legs, damn it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. 
And then Forrest just started saying stuff. and like, this is perfect. You guys are rocking well, it. The best part of that Forrest is because he was running Forrest. He never stopped jogging in place. <laughs> At least when I was talking to him. The entire time we stood there, he was jogging in place. <laughs> they they were good. Yeah. they were. Scott, did you see those guys? I did. Okay. They, uh Glad I could help. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> you sound like you need some coffee. <laughs> well, you know. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. <laughs> Scott, any uh, cosplay that jumped out at you this year? The only one that I saw that actually, you know, I was I was like, holy shit, that's that's something I've never really seen before. So there was there was one guy there that that, that had a pretty good Master Chief costume from Halo. Uh, uh-huh. It was decent and stuff, but there was an entire drop team of Spartans, full five people in in full armor, all matching. It was it was very nice. That that was the only thing that I saw that really made me go, oh okay, cool. Yeah, uh, they were pretty cool. They were pretty badass. Um, there was there was one there was there was quite a bit of Trek cosplay there this this weekend. Wonder why. Um, and I always like it when I see Trek cosplay. But there is there is a caveat to Trek cosplay which upsets me. And. Um, but, and, and, and that is that nine times out of 10, when I see people doing Trek cosplay, if they're a guy, they've made themselves a captain. Damn captains. They are captain rank. You'll never see. Now, when it comes to girls though, women doing Trek cosplay, very rarely do they make themselves a captain. Um, interesting. They'll usually make themselves a lieutenant or a commander. Well, and if you look at it. If you look at the percentage of captains depicted in Star Trek, the ratio is most definitely skewed to the male side. Right. You know, you see a lot more, you've seen a lot more man captains. Now, of course, you've got Janeway. She was right there. Uh, you've got uh, Rachel Garrett. She's she's there, but she's only in one episode. She was never featured. Uh, and now uh, Burnham uh, is now a captain in Discovery uh, and such. So that's three that I know of. Um, uh, and that's just off the top of my head. Whereas I could I could probably name half a dozen, if not a dozen, male captains. Um, right, but if you're cosplaying, you can be whatever rank you want to give yourself. So yeah. it's interesting that they don't. Yeah, but but it, that, it's, it's because of the influence from the show. They, I guess. They, they think of themselves as a female character, and most of the female characters are lieutenants or commanders. You very see... You, 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 there's very few... Um, female lieutenant commanders. They're either lieutenants or commanders. It's it's weird. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, there was one guy who showed up. He and his girlfriend showed up. They had Trek cosplay on. And he was next-gen uniform. She was original series uniform. Um, and he was a commander. And he was an appropriate age for a commander. Uh, and, and such. And so I... I tried to compliment him on not making himself a captain, and he just grinned, and he, he didn't actually say anything the entire time. So I don't know if he was actually a fan, or if his girlfriend is the fan, and he just goes along with it, uh-huh. which means that he's probably a commander because she has a thing for Riker. 
Uh, well, can you blame her? That would be the uh, the reluctant couple category. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. All righty. Um, I do have another one I want to throw out yeah. there. Okay. So, I mean, there yeah. was a lot, uh, but sometimes you see a cosplay that just kind of makes you laugh, and it cracks you up. And then uh, you, you sometimes it, it hits you right on the head. Sometimes it has to be explained to you. Uh, and this one, I was like, this is great. Because I love me a good cross-play, you know. Um, combine two things. But as long as it, like, looks good, you know. like Not like you get a lot of Deadpool as whatever, you know. Right. But this one, so these two walk up to me dressed as Tuscan Raiders. And I was like, ah, oh, Tuscan Raiders. That's cool. Like, that's cool in itself. And then I was looking at the one, and he was wearing a leather jacket and had on, you know, the fedora. And he was carrying, in like, an idol. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I was like, I like this Indiana Jones thing you got going on, too. And then he leans into me and goes, we're Tuscan Raiders of the Lost Ark. So that I really appreciated. That was a fun. That uh, was, was the uh, the Marion with him too. Yes. Yeah, that was dope. I saw them when I was down in the uh, celebrity autograph area. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't. I I I didn't get, quite get it either. Uh, like I got like, oh, okay, it's like a Lucasfilm kind of mashup thing. But yeah, and until Jay told us later. The, the whole pun name I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Right. Oh, that's funny. I had a good I had a good chuckle. So. Well, I'm trying to rack my brain because I know I saw a lot of cosplay. See, I didn't, I mean, I saw a lot of cosplay, not a lot of it registered with me, um, because I was, I was usually too busy, um, uh, in the middle doing of doing your job. Oh, giving uh, my, show. sorry, this, yeah, Jay. this just popped into my head because I don't think I told you guys this story. Okay. So do you remember the, the young man, I'm assuming young man dressed as ghost from modern warfare? Nope. Nope. You don't? No. No. Okay, so there was a guy dressed as Ghost from Modern Warfare. Okay. And had, like, the full-on skull. He had the headset. He had grenades. Uh, You guys might have been gone. Maybe that was on Sunday when you went to go see Anson Mount. I don't remember. I just remember him. Okay. And anyway, he was at the the Ghostbusters table, and he was talking, and then they kind of wandered off, and I went back around to the other side to where the Ecto-1 was. And uh, you know how uh, Appa was right next to us? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had, like, where the weapons were had, like, a black sheet. And then there was, like, his board that told, like, the prices for pictures and things, right? And in between that black sheet and that board was, like, a space, right? And uh, you know that the the drink cart that was down by at the end of our aisle? Where there's a lot of people walking back with um, adult beverages. Yeah. 
So I'm standing there talking to Megan, and all of a sudden I look up, and all I see through this space is this person cosplaying as ghost, looking like he's staring directly at me through that space. And I was just like, holy crap. Is he looking at me? And then all of a sudden he like started bouncing his head to some music, and I'm like, oh, God. And I had like a moment where like, like, is the dude staring me down? Because it was kind of creepy. Like, <laughs> He's just staring just, at you from across a crowded room, Jay. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God. Because, like, I just, you catch him through this, like, gap. And I had, like, a modern warfare moment where I'm like, oh, where's the sniper? I'm going to get taken out. Oh, where's, uh, what's his name? McTav- McTavish, yeah. And uh, uh, the lieutenant with the mustache and the cigar. Lieutenant Dan, yeah. Yeah. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. All right. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to share that with you guys because it was super creepy, and I didn't, I could not tell where he was looking because his eyes were all blacked out behind the mask. <laughs> I'm like, uh. Well, so on on Sunday, um, I had a similar awkward cosplay moment in, in my own head. Uh, oh. When we were walking to to go do our photo shoot with Anson Mount. Uh huh. Uh, you were you were ahead of me, and as we were walking, this this lady kind of, you know, people people as you're walking, they'll they'll merge, you know, in front of you and stuff, you know, because it's constantly shifting. So we're walking, you're a little ahead of me. So as we turn a corner, this one lady from the other way, she turns with us and she gets in front of me, and you know, she's uh, <laughs> she's walking along and she's got like this kind of uniform thing on, and she's got this mop, and I'm sitting there. For about 30 seconds behind her, trying to figure out what this cosplay is, until I realized she's one of the janitorial staff. <laughs> <laughs> she was really committed to that cosplay, let me tell you. I'm like, she's got a mop. Who the hell is she? I saw her mop, two bathrooms empty, five trash cans. She was just in character Dude, the whole time. She was... Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Oh. Uh, there's two cosplay calls to do. One. So first of all, um, our friends at CCF, they always do, uh, well, they frequently do, like a handful of people in cosplay for cosplay will get together and do like some kind of group cosplay. Uh, they've done like the Sanderson sisters before. They, they nailed it with that. Uh, but there was one, and you know me, I love the obscure cosplays, the things that like maybe only a dozen people might get it, but the ones that do will be just like, freak out because no one ever does that cosplay they had a group cosplay for one of my wife's favorite movies and and one that she kind of got me into Uh, it's a hidden gem in the disney animation catalog journey to atlantis Um, if you've never seen the movie it's this great like jules verne-esque kind of uh, exploratory exploratory uh thing uh set in like the turn of the century uh kind of steampunky uh they had a group uh, I forget the character names. It was the princess, the the mole guy, and the dynamite dude. Uh, those are not their names. That's just what I remember in my head. And they all nailed it. They all did a fantastic job. Um, the mole dude came by to our table because he's a friend. And, and, and I was like, dude, that's awesome. And then I saw, uh, as I walked past her table a few times, saw the rest of them. And I was like, that's awesome. I didn't see their Milo, which I told me they had, but I didn't see their Milo. But uh, the fact that they did that costume at all, is awesome, and the fact that no one has done the bad guy from that yet makes me think maybe I should maybe jump in there and do that. Just dye my beard white, be, be a pissed off old guy. I can do that. Well, but that then, was awesome. Then you could do old Obi Wan. Yes, yes, I could. 
Because, man, I didn't see any Obi-Wan Kenobis at this convention. Let me tell you, <laughs> that character is so poorly represented. Him and him and him and sorry, what? I didn't see any. Are, are you oh, sure? OK. There were like five. OK, I didn't see any. That's what I'm like. <laughs> not, not counting the one I was wearing on Saturday. Uh, none of them had armor, though, so we're going to make that happen. But anyway, uh, so that was really cool. And then. The other one isn't really a cosplay thing, but it's another cosplay group had a really, really awesome cosplay photo op. Uh, and this, that's saying something, because this is the convention where, you know, we had the Ecto and the, the containment unit and all that kind of stuff, and a life-size Slimer, and there was the uh, uh, Roxy the Rancor and the, Bas- oh, the Basilisk and Appa. Like, lots of cool things to go get your, your photo taken with uh, if you're in cosplay. But the Ohio River Valley cosplayers, the orcs, had something I've wanted to see someone build for years. They had a Mjolnir on an electromagnetic base with a control switch. And I think it was Captain America had the switch in his pocket. Yeah. Uh, so people could come up and try to lift the hammer and it wouldn't budge because it's sealed with an electromagnet. But you flip the switch, turns off the electromagnet, now you can pick it up. Um I had a blast with it, even though we forgot to go back around and get the other half of that photo shoot. <laughs> so we'll have to wait for next year. Um, I had a blast with it. I I wore Thor that morning 50% just because of that. I was like, I, I gotta go get a picture with that. That's awesome. Um, it was really cool to see. I'm sure people had a great time. I'm sure they had a great time messing with people turning the magnet on and off. Uh, but props, props to you guys. That's awesome. You guys always bring your A game and that was awesome to see. So that's what I got. No, cool. stick to it. <sighs> All right. So stuff we bought, cosplay we saw. Let's talk about the other reason people go there. Guys, did you meet some celebrities this weekend? Eh. Was that a meh? So no, I said heh. Oh, uh, okay. I'll hey, wait because hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go first on this one. All right. Because I only did one, and and if I go after Jay's, then it's it, it it's gonna be sad. That's fair. Sad. That's fair. Go ahead. Because <laughs> while I enjoyed this 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 interaction, it wasn't very animated. So, um, a lot of people may not be aware because I hide it very well. I'm I'm a bit of a Star Trek fan. No. What? what? You? I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, come on. Once, once again, I, I'm 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 a yeah. I, I hide it very well. I know. You never mentioned it. I know. Um, Anson Mount was was uh, at this convention. He plays uh, Captain Christopher Pike on uh, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Strange New Worlds and uh, has done a phenomenal job with the role uh, and everything. So when we found out that he was coming to the convention, uh, Obi-John and I, we, uh, uh, we, we signed up for a photo op and uh, uh, all that good stuff, uh, which we went in, in, in costume, which... This was actually the first time I have ever done Trek cosplay at a convention. And I'm so glad I got to be there for it. Never actually done it before. Never, never, never had one to do. Um, and uh, so we, we went in costume, you know, uh, and everything. We, we, we hung out in, in line, you know, while they were staging everything, waiting for him to, to come in and get ready for his photo shoot in 198 degree uh, <laughs> uh, room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and such. And I'll admit that they moved that line a little faster than they really needed to. They, they, they could have given you, you know, about 
10 to 15 seconds to just kind of no, say hi. They do not wait. They don't. And that's a little annoying. Um, I, I can see when it's a big one, like, you know, Kevin Smith, and you got hundreds of people. Yeah, you got to keep that line moving. But there was like 30 of us. All right. You could have given us just a couple of seconds. You know. Anyway, yeah, we were still out in the hallway waiting to get our second print when they called. Okay, last call for Ounce and Mountain. We're like, damn, that was fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just yeah, flew through. So, uh, but he was nice. You know, we we went in, he shook hands and everything, and we we posed for our picture. They snapped the picture, looked, said it real quick, and said, "Okay, we're good. Out, y- y'all are done." And, you know, and he didn't really say much. And uh, but we we went out. We got our our second print, you know, so that, so that both of us had a copy of it. Uh, and then we went, <clears throat> excuse me, then we, we, we went back to, you know, we went down to the next, we were on floor two, so we went down to floor one where the celebrities were because we were going to get in line so that um, uh, we could get, you know, the pictures autographed and stuff. And by the time we got back down there, he was already back at his table. That's how quick that was. And... I, I, you know, we we walked up and, you know, Obi John got his his uh, uh, picture autographed and stuff. And came up to me and uh, so first of all, this this was my first time meeting a captain of the Enterprise, you know, actor, because they don't, you know, they they usually only go to the the big big conventions, you know, not not Lexington. They've never been to Lexington before, and uh, uh, except for the William Shatner, but his line was always too long. But um, uh, when I when I walked up, you know, we were I was just chit chatting while he was signing it and stuff, and I knew that he did woodworking on the side. Uh, and on his Instagram, he had he had shared he, he made a, a a bed frame out of some reclaimed wood that was just really gorgeous. So I I, I complimented him on that, and I'm like, look, I'm, I know you do woodworking and stuff, and I don't do woodworking, but I do wood turning. So I, I had a one of, one of my pens that I had turned out of Tulia Burl. And uh, so I said, I, I wanted to give you this because I, I thought you would appreciate it. And he, he looked at it and, and, and he, he took it apart and was looking at how it was built. And we actually chatted for about, what, maybe 10 minutes? Yeah. Something like that on, on the turning of, uh, of pens and, you know, how it works and the bushings and like the logistics involved and stuff. It was kind of nice. I went the opposite route. I went with the stereotypical nerdy Star Trek, stupid, ask an actor a question they have no fucking knowledge of. And yeah, that's that's what I did. I was that nerd. Scott was the one who was like, let me appeal to you as a person and a human being and a shared common interest. And I'm like, so when you say hit it on the show, is that a reference to or not to the previous Captain Pike who said punch it in the movies? Yeah, I was that freaking nerd. <laughs> I do love the say? So. <laughs> Not my department. Yeah, something response, that he, response is like, yeah, they, they don't pay me to write. <laughs> yeah. He, he did circle back around and give kind of a little bit more of an explanation of it, but his, his, his off-the-cuff remark was just like, shut the fuck up, nerd. I swear, the longer that red shirt was on me, I just felt myself getting nerdier. <laughs> nice. Look beautiful, though. Well, thank you. As soon as the jacket covered up those hips, we're good. Oh, love but yeah. Angels. So, so yeah, chatting about ten minutes or so with with yeah. about some some wood turning and stuff. That was kind of fun. Nice. Okay, Jay. Now tell your actually interesting story. 
Well, I was going to see if John wanted to go or if you want me to go, John. I don't know. No, I'll close it out. Okay. Um, so I, I signed up. So this is a two part story. My first part is I signed up for a photo op. I bought a photo op with Sam Raimi and I went down and there was already four lines of people for Sam for a photo op. And it's like, okay, cool. So there's like 120 people already standing in line and more people kept filling in. And then they were doing a Sam and Ted um, duo photo. And so more and more people just coming, kept coming. And like finally Sam Raimi came in and somebody standing behind Megan went, oh my God, it's actually him. Like, were they expecting an impersonator? Right. That's what, that's what I was like. What the hell? What do, you, what do you mean? Is it? It's actually him. Yeah. What do you think we paid for here? Anyway, so uh the first line like got in and it was moving kind of slow so this was more like what scott wanted but unlike what you guys had there was like 100 people 120 people standing in that line right he was actually kind of talking and engaging with everybody just a little bit something yes so his agent came out or whoever he was handler whatever he had an australian accent he said hey listen uh Sam's super excited to meet all of you. He's really glad to be here. Uh, this is not the time to have conversation. We've only got about 30 minutes before he and um, Ted have to do a duo. So basically, this guy's telling us to just speed it up. You know, don't don't engage in conversation. Because apparently Sam will just talk your ear off. Which I wish <laughs> I'd have gone down and gotten his autograph. But anyway. Go ahead, Scott. What were you going to say? No, 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 no. I was just be laughing about the, you know, he'll talk your ear off. That's kind of yeah. funny. So anyway, I, I we're moving up the line, moving up the line. Megan was with me, and I was super excited because um, I know he's well-known for Spider-Man and, and Doctor Strange, but I loved him for Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. Okay. Wow. I'm sure you're the only person who brought those movies up. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there was an Ash and... Another uh-huh. person behind. Anyway, so I'm next in line. I see Sam Raimi standing there. I'm a super excited because it's Sam Raimi. I know I got to go fast, though. I walk up. He sticks his hand out and he says to me, hi, I'm Sam Raimi. And I'm just like, no fucking shit. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> hi, Sam. I'm Jason LePage. That's what I said. I'm like, hi, Sam. I'm Jason LePage. And he's like, nice to meet you. And I was like, nice to meet you, too. Snap the photo. Shook his hand again and said, this was really awesome and walked out. Um, so that, <laughs> that was my Sam Raimi experience. It was, I had a moment of like, I had to quell my sarcasm because I was like, yes, Jason, this is Sam Raimi. Don't say something really stupid. Uh, now, I, I, I should have taken this opportunity, but but I didn't because there was so much other stuff going on. If he ever comes back and I have the opportunity, I may, I wouldn't mind to to you know just meet and greet real quick you know just because I would love to thank him for the masterpiece that is Spider Man Two because yeah. those wide shots awesome love those wide shot fights with him and Doc Ock they're, they're beautiful they're, they're they're gorgeous and they still hold up yeah so yeah. but that's not my truly interesting story <laughs> the truly interesting one is the photo op 
and then meeting uh, David Delaracco and Sean Patrick Flannery uh, from Boondock Saints fame. Now, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery has done other movies, but he's really well known for Boondock Saints. And David Delaracco basically only did Boondock Saints, I think. Uh, so Megan, my wife, is a huge fan of the Boondock Saints, and I bought her this duo photo. And I said, you can just be in it. And she's like, well, I've never met a celebrity. And I was like, "It's there's really nothing to it. You just go meet them. They take your picture. Yeah, and then Yeah. And then I was like, boy, it would be really funny if you had like a rope. And she's like, well, she started it with, I wish I had a peacoat. And I was like, yeah. And I said, it would be really funny if you had rope. And I was like, and a cat. I have a cat. And then I started spitballing with John about this. John had a peacoat and a Beretta with a silencer on it. So I pitched it to Megan. I was like, all right, Megan, listen, you wear the peacoat. John's got a Beretta with a silencer. You take the cat, you take the rope. And she goes, I don't know, because she's really she's actually pretty shy and nervous around people sometimes. But I could she she agreed to it. Okay, so fast forward, we're standing in line for the picture, the duo photo op. Uh, I'm standing there for moral support for Megan. She's super nervous, but super excited. Uh, There's like nobody in line. There's only like 10 of us. Okay. We walk in. I immediately like take a left. I don't even introduce myself to the guys. I take a left and stand next to the camera. And Megan sheepishly has the cat and the rope and hands the cat to David Delaraca and says, I have these props. Would you mind holding them? And like, she's super quiet. And David Delaraca goes, yeah, sure. And he takes the cat. Sean Patrick Flannery grabs the rope, looks at it and goes, hell yeah. And then proceeds to stick it out in front of him, squatting with like the best face ever. And that picture is glorious. Uh, You guys saw it, right? It was good. It was a wonderful pick. It's great. And it's just so perfect. And I was like, oh my God, this is wonderful. But it still got better because David Delaracco handed the cat back to Megan and said, thank you. And Sean Patrick Flannery stuck the rope out to Megan and goes, here's your fucking rope in character. <laughs> and then just spouted out like three or four more lines from the movie in character. Everybody in the photo op was laughing. People in line, like you could hear them laughing outside where the photo was being taken. The photographer, the volunteers, everybody was cracking up. Okay. Hilarious. And like, you don't think it could get any better, right? Like that story, if that was the only part of this story, you'd say that was a successful con. But right? then. So that was on Friday. So then on Saturday, first thing we go down to the autograph section, like the autograph area. And we get in and Sean Patrick Flannery's not there. And his the his volunteer said, oh, he'll be down around 11. And I was like, okay, what about David Delaracco? And she's like, Oh, he might be down late. And then she stops like mid-sentence and goes, oh, here he comes now. So he comes walking in. And I was like, holy shit, it's him. Like, there, yeah, that's him. There he is. And he comes in and he sits down in his booth. And we were being polite. Megan and I were standing back away from the table. Like, we weren't even in the line area. We were just waiting for them to get set up. And he looks at us and he's like, 
what are you guys doing? Come here, come talk to me. And we're like, okay. So we go up and we start talking with him. And he's just a super nice guy. And um, Megan pays for the autograph. And he he's looking at the picture and he goes, yeah, this picture looks really good. He's like, this turned out great. And so then he says, he says, you want, you want me to sign it? And I was like, I said to help Megan out. I was like, yeah, do you think you could put a quote from the movie? And he goes, oh, yeah, I got it. He goes, how about I shot your cat, you druggy bitch? We're like, yeah, yes, that, yes, that is great. Yes, please sign it like that. So he starts writing, and he's still talking with us, and he's reciting the line, I shot your cat, or I killed your cat, whatever it was. And then he goes, druggy, druggy. Are there two Gs in druggy? <laughs> we... We just started cracking up, and Megan goes, I think so. And he and the volunteer goes, yeah, maybe. And I was like, I think so. And then Megan's like, the real question is, is it I-E or Y? And uh, he put G-R-D-R-U-G-G-I-E. And he looks at us, and he said, uh, if anybody says it's wrong, tell them I'm just a fucking idiot. It's <laughs> like, okay, whatever, you know. And so, again, we're still talking. He turns the paper, he turns the photo over and writes on it. Megan, he looks at Megan and says, What's your name? And she says, Megan. And he looks at me and goes, What's your name? And I said, Jason. He goes, Megan and Jason, it was very nice meeting you and chatting with you. And then signs it again and puts the date on it. Okay. And I'm just like, Holy shit, I don't know how this could get any better. So I paid for an autograph and selfies. Okay. He takes the picture and he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, I loved this scene. And I was like, yeah, it's a great scene. And I said, I'm a middle school teacher and I like to take autographs from celebrities and put them up in my classroom. And he just kind of stops and he goes, like, he looked, had this, like, sort of not defeated look, but like, oh, you know, kind of bummed. And he's like, oh, so you don't want me to put shut your fat face, Reevy. I can't go to the gas station and buy a pack of smokes without running into nine guys you fucked. And I went, no, no, sign that. Do that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just won't take it to school. Do that. Do that. So he did. He signed it. That quote, wrote the whole quote out, signed it. And then we took some selfies together. And the best thing is, in the middle, he took like five or six pictures with me. And in the middle of taking pictures with me, he just flips off the camera. So I flipped off the camera with him. So I'm like, why the fuck not? <laughs> so, yeah, that was yes, that was that was my experience with celebrities this year. Nice, love it. That's the best part. You come away with a fun memory, you know. <laughs> we Megan and I laughed all the way back to the booth after her photo just because of sean patrick flannery and then after she got the after we got the autographs again we laughed the whole way back because of how awesome it was with david delarocco so kudos to those guys they made this convention awesome for megan and i right that's what you want to hear that's awesome like autographs are cool but to me an autograph is like a cool memento of this time i met this person you know like i never quite understood the people who like 
buy signed shit online. It's like, I don't, it, it's a scribble on a piece of paper unless I was yeah. there and they signed it for me or to me. Like, you know, th- that to me, that's the thing with the autograph is it's like, oh, that's cool. I, I'll always look at that and remember the time I met so and so. And that's yep. cool. That's that's what you got there, man. You, you got a memento, not an autograph. You got a memento of the time you met the Boondock Saints. And that's awesome. Well, and that's the way it is for me with like pretty much all of my autographs is like I can look at an autograph from a celeb that I have at school or at home, wherever, and I can recall what happened when I got that autograph. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, it can't be used to bring me autographs from people. I'm like, don't get me wrong, I, I appreciated it, but it doesn't have quite the same thing as is is you know meeting that person. But uh, speaking of meeting that person and, and making your con, this turned into a bit of a Green Arrow fest for me this year, even yeah. though it was supposed to be all about uh, Team Deathstroke and uh, Team Trek. Because in addition to Kevin Smith, which I was super excited they brought there. Um, and in fact, I'm going to start with his story because so Kevin Smith, they announced and, and everyone knows Kevin Smith as, you know, the filmmaker, the VUSQ guy, the podcaster, the the, the professional nerd uh, Kevin Smith. Right. And that's fine. That's good. Um, I immediately sign up for an autograph uh, before they sell out because like, no, there's there's one thing I have to have Kevin Smith sign before I die. I had an opportunity to do it years ago and I missed it. I've been pissed at myself ever since. So I immediately get this autograph and I go down there. Um, I'm I'm down there with some friends and they like everybody else in line have clerks, DVDs and mall rats, posters and and shit from viewers universe. I'm there dressed up like green arrow, specifically green arrow from the eighties, the Mike Grell version of green arrow. Uh, And I go there to meet Kevin Smith and I'm there to have him sign Green Arrow Quiver number one, the miniseries he wrote in the early 2000s that literally resurrected Oliver Queen from the dead. The first Green Arrow book I ever read. I read Green Arrow in other people's books, but that was the first actual Green Arrow comic I ever read. And it's what made me fall in love with the character. And I wanted to shake the man's hand and say thank you, dressed as Green Arrow, because it has a lot more impact when you tell somebody, man, you're the reason I love this character when you're dressed as that character. Uh, versus me telling him that when I'm dressed as a red shirt from Star Trek. It'd be a little weird, right? Yeah. Kevin Smith, super cool guy. It, it, tons of headaches getting there because his uh, plane, the first one got canceled, and then there was a missed flight, and it, it took three flights just to get him here, and he was here a day late, but we got everything. The convention was awesome and very accommodating to make sure they got him here and everybody who had paid to get an autograph or whatever got what they paid for. Uh, kudos to the convention staff. They, they made the best of a bad situation. Um, so I get there and he, he's, he's, you know, cur- uh, curtained off. You can't see him until you get behind the curtain to, to meet, to meet up with them. Um, so I didn't get that like starch struck thing you get sometimes when like you can see the person there and like you have time to psych yourself out. Um, because he's just boom, there's Kevin Smith, and it was kind of surreal. And he's smaller in person than you think he'd be because you're used to seeing him on TV. And and you know, and he lost like 8,000 pounds, but he's super nice guy. I walk up, hey, Ollie puts his hand out, we shake hands, we start talking, put the book in front of him, we start chatting about Green Arrow stuff. <clears throat> he starts talking about my grill being upstairs because Kevin Smith is also a comic book nerd, first and foremost. He's a comic book nerd, so we start talking about that. And he signs my copy of Green Arrow Quiver, and I get to shake his hand and tell him thank you for this book that made me love the character. And we chat about that for a little bit. 
the, the whole experience lasts maybe five minutes because they're trying to get people move through very quickly. So many people have bought autographs. He's only signing for two hours. We got to move people through. So it wasn't a big, huge meter greet. But as I'm ready to just say, thank you, this was awesome, and turn around and leave, I start to turn. He goes, oh, dude, let me check out that quiver. So I turn around. I'm showing him my quiver. And I'm like, hey, this isn't my usual one. I'll tell you why later. Um, he's like, that's dope, dude. Come here. Let me sign an arrow. So he grabs a Sharpie off his table. And the man has got to have done this before. You guys have seen it. He signed one of the arrows in my quiver, which is, you know, an arrow is, you know, it's an arrow. It's a long cylinder, very small. But this man fit, fit legibly his entire first and last name on the shaft of an arrow. Um, so that arrow needs to be retired. Um, but that, that, that was awesome. Uh, meeting Kevin Smith. And sadly, I did not get a photo with him because I didn't pay for the VIP professional photo op. And I did not know until I was literally about to walk uh, or until after I'd walked behind the curtain that they were taking selfies at the table, but cash only. So that kind of sucked because I would have forked over the money just to get a selfie. So I don't have a picture, but I have a signed arrow and a signed green arrow quiver number one. That was awesome. And that was, that was like the goal. That was like, if, if not everything else fell apart, if I could get that comic signed, this would have been a great weekend for me. And it was a great weekend. Not because of, well, partially because of that. Like I accomplished the thing I wanted, but it was a huge, awesome convention for me personally because of what I did not expect to have happen. So I was there for Kevin Smith, Green Arrow stuff, but Mike Carell was also there again this year. And I met him a couple of years ago. The first time Lexington Comic Con brought him, I had him sign my Green Arrow um, number one that he wrote from his run and, and dressed up as the Mike Carell character. And he was very excited about it. I mean, you know, it was cool. So this year is like okay, he's not going to remember me, and I've, I've kind of done this before, and I don't, I don't want to get my hopes up too much. I, I dug out a variant cover of Green Arrow Rebirth from a few years ago that he did the cover of because it's got him and Black Canary on it. Brought that up to there, and, and, and to start, it was very much he was a very nice, polite guy. He was working on a sketch for somebody who paid, God knows, about three hundred some dollars to get a, a sketch from him. Uh, he he pauses and puts that down and shakes my hand, and we start talking, and he signs the book for me and. Then he just starts talking archery because he noticed, oh, what's the pull on this on this bow? Where'd you get this bow? Is it a local person or where, where do you get your? We start talking archery, and it pivots to Howard Hill. And to get geeky for a moment, I'm going to go Scott Cox deep dive on this shit. Howard Hill <laughs> is the stunt archer who taught uh, Errol Flynn how to shoot a bow and arrow for The Adventures of Robin Hood in 1939. My, one of my favorite movies of all time. The greatest Robin Hood movie ever made. He's the guy that did all the stunt shooting. Anytime somebody in that movie gets shot with an arrow, Howard Hill's the one shooting them. Because the way they did that was, a stunt guy got paid an extra like 10 bucks, and they strapped a block of wood to their chest and just hoped Howard Hill didn't miss. That's how people got shot with an arrow in that movie. And he never, he never missed. Because the man was amazing. He was a, uh, just a, f- a phenomenal archer, uh, trick shooter. Uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff with Howard Hill. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, the story of how he got hired to do the job, which uh, Mike Grell informed me. I knew he got hired because Warner Brothers is sort of a publicity stunt held a contest. They brought a couple dozen archers from all around California and in other areas out to Warner Brothers a lot and had an archery competition. And, and Howard Hill won the competition. That's how he got the job. What I didn't know until Mike fucking Grell told me this was that the reason he won is because you fired 13 shots and he hit 13 bullseyes. But he hit 13 bullseyes on everyone's target. 
He fired uh, one into his target, and then he just started shooting at everyone else's target and hit a bullseye every time. Mike Grell taught me that, and that's awesome. Uh, then we talked about trick arrows, and and Howard Hill had to design a certain there's a shot where the, uh, Robin fires an arrow and cuts through a rope, uh, and, and Howard Hill designed a specific arrowhead and practiced with it to be able to get that shot on camera because everything back then was practical. Um, and, and that was it was awesome, and that alone would have been cool. I got to nerd out about a nerdy thing with Mike Grell. That was awesome. But because of that whole conversation we had, and, and he 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 was looking at my gear and complimenting my quiver, which was made by Commander Scott, who's an amazing leatherwork artist. You know, he won't call himself that. Uh, Mike Grell said so, sir. So not up to you anymore. <laughs> um, but he was admiring the quiver, and he said. The magical thing any cosplayer wants to hear, the creator of the character you're wearing a cosplay of, you want me to sign some gear? So I pop off the quiver, and he grabs a Sharpie, and my my amazing leather handmade uh, Green Arrow Mike Grell quiver is now signed by Mike Grell. It's also in retirement now. Um, and, and I came away from that literally giddy. Like, couldn't stop smiling, walking on sunshine. It was awesome. Uh, cause much like Scott got to do when he met Anson Mount, I got to, I feel like I got to connect to someone associated with the thing I love on a personal level for whoever many minutes that was when we were just talking stuff about Howard Hill, I wasn't a nerd dressed as green arrow talking to a creator. We were two guys nerding out about Howard Hill and that was yeah. awesome. And that is very good. Um, and that's what Comic Con's all about, kids. It's nerding out. Because no matter what your thing is, if you come to Lexington Toy and Comic Convention, you're going to find something to tickle edge. You're going to find something that hits that sweet spot of your nerddom, your fandom. You're going to find it in, the, in some unexpected places. Well, uh, but that was I, awesome. I just like the fact, you know, I just thought it was funny. You know, I mean, I know who Green Arrow is, obviously, but I'm, I'm not an huge fan of, the, uh, of it or dc um and and i'm not a huge like I, I i don't really know like the artists and stuff you know i just uh-huh. never got that level in comics and stuff but it's fine but i do like the fact that while you, you all were chatting and while, while you were taking you know the quiver off for him to sign he and i were chatting for a minute about leather work yeah and i showed him some pictures of some leather work that i had done uh and he asked me to basically email him be, because he's he, i think he said he's some a, a, a knife sheet or a knife scout jay has left the building sorry yep he's gone what no i'm here sorry i was just so, go ahead scott so apparently mike growl wants me to contact him about potentially doing something for him which I thought was really, really interesting. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yes. I'll, yeah, I'll drop you a line. That's fine. That needs to happen. Which I did today, actually. Good, good, good. I did email him today. I wanted to give him a couple of days, obviously, you know, after getting back home and, and all that good stuff. Uh, I, I went to his uh, I went to his website uh, and grabbed the email address off his website, like like he said, which is, I think, like, info at mikegrell.com Mike or something like that. So, so I did shoot him a line today. You know, we'll see if he uh, if 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 he actually responds and what's going on with that. But I thought that was fun. I thought so. Uh, yeah. 
I don't I don't know if you I don't know if you have another category after this. Uh it was a very vague. Just it's just did you have any other cool experiences at the con yeah. you want to share? Yeah. I just want to toss out there that this year working with the Ghostbusters because we had the Ecto one. Shout out to Bobby. Um, yeah, thank you, Bobby Sparks, for bringing in the Ecto one. And I had a great conversation with him about the car. And I felt like I knew a lot of information to help people that had questions about it. And I I sort of like took it upon myself for that to be my quote unquote station for the convention. Um, even though I wasn't over there the entire time, it was I was over there a long time. Let's just put it that way. And I think Sunday I was over there almost the entire time. But uh, my favorite thing about it was the number of people that I got to see the look on their face when they would come around the corner or come past the Ghostbuster booth or be like staring at Appa and then all of a sudden go, holy shit, it's the Ecto-1. And there's a Ghostbuster standing next to it. It was just awesome to see that. Um, and unexpectedly, I didn't know this until Tuesday. Uh, when I got a Snapchat from a mutual friend of ours telling uh-huh. me this. Uh-huh. Apparently, I took a picture with the vice mayor of Lexington. Nice. Had no idea who he was. Jay? Yeah. I still can't tell you who the vice mayor of Lexington is, but that's awesome. His name's Dan Dan who? Dan who? Sure. Did you send him over to play the ghost hunt game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, he was wearing a Pac-Man jacket and a Pac-Man tie, and I complimented him on it. Actually, and I remember that guy. We, we snapped a picture together, and then... Uh, he was on his way, and I, I was okay. like, "I remember that guy because because he did come around to the front of the booth, but he he didn't stop. He didn't stop within my target area, I guess. You're right? right. Uh, yeah, your kill box. I mean, he did not stop within my kill box because <laughs> that's one of the things. You know, if you're walking through, you know, and and you're just looking and walking, I'm not gonna. I'll say hi and I'll nod yep. and then I get. But the minute you slow down or you stop, if you stop in front of me, I'm pitching. He's going to yeah. get you. That's that's how I was over at the Ecto. Was like, if they're speed walking past me, I'm just going to, you know, nod, yeah. wave. Nod, if, wave. If they make eye contact, I'm gonna, I might say something like, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? Oh, yeah, it's the car. You know, something like that. If they come around the corner and have the mouth open, eyes bugged out, Oh my God! Look on their face. I'm reeling them in. I'm, I can't hook, line, and sinker. I got them. And that's when I would say I would give them my spiel after of, "Hey, have you stopped next door at the Western Kentucky Ghostbusters booth to talk to Scott Cox?" I didn't. I didn't name drop you like that, Scott. Actually, I just, I just, I just said, "Did you stop by next door and see our booth so they can tell you about the ghost hunt game that we're doing?" So. Oh, nice. Love it. Well, I learned two lessons. Number one, there's such a thing as too many costume swaps in one day. And I found my limit. Because mm-hmm. Saturday was stupid. 
Saturday was a lot for you. <laughs> Saturday was stupid. Uh, I did four costumes in one day. It was stupid. I'm never doing it again. I say now. Uh, my total for the weekend was six costumes for the weekend. Wow. In four days. That's too many. That's too many. That was, it was dumb. That's, that's, it was stupid. Um, and my other much more, much more fun thing is I learned how amazing Scott Cox is when you put a microphone in front of him and a camera in his face. Oh God. (laughs) Do you think we were not going to talk about this? Oh God. Scott, you were conned famous, dude. We were on the news. I'm like, was it Friday? Yeah. So uh, enough time that throughout the rest of the con, people kept coming out. Hey, I saw you guys on the news. Uh, I guess people kept coming up to you because nobody really came up to me. Really? No, I didn't get it. I have like five people come up and say, hey, I saw you on the news. Well, see, Scott, they didn't come up directly to you and say, hey, I saw you on the news. They just came over to listen to your pitch because they heard you talk about the ghost hunting game. And they wanted to hear it in <laughs> live and in person. Hey, but by the end of by the end of a convention, I'm dreaming that pitch. Yep. Right? yep. Yeah, that's see, that's why you you're in the booth pitching it because you're so good at it. And I'm out talking to the people because that's what I do. I talk to people. I've tried to teach the pitch to other people. You have. <laughs> Boy, I, have I, you. I sub in. I sub in on the pitch. Yeah, you do. I need to. You do. And, and, and you know, I mean, it, it, it's fine. It, it, and I understand that. You know, it's you know, you do it a lot and you get it and everything like that. And, 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 and people do their own thing. People have their own way of speaking. But you know what? I'm, I'm just going to call him out. Grit messes it up. Every time he tries, Grit sucks. It's <laughs> terrible. Like, God bless his heart. Horrible. He's like, he's like, all right. So we got these ghosts, you know, and and they're kind of like they're well. Let, let me back up. And and you know, if you give us some, well, you know, and he's just like Jeff, like, dude, there's no cadence or flow here at all. <laughs> the irony is, the first year we did the Ghost Hunt game, around it was a different version of the game. Uh, we had an entire separate booth just for the game. He ran the Ghost Hunt game booth the entire weekend. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Maybe but now yeah, we know why so many of those lanyards walked away the first year. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a behind the camera guy. I don't. Uh... <laughs> you did very well in front of it, sir. Uh, I people keep telling me I do well in front of it and stuff, but yeah, the butterflies come and. I don't know where to look, and I look. That like was my favorite part. So, I, I went to stand with you just to be like, "I'm gonna stand here in solidarity. I'm not gonna say a word. I'm gonna let Scott take all this." And then they showed the mic in my face for a couple of questions. I was not trying to step on Scott's toes. I was just trying yeah. to just trying to back him up and be like, "It's okay, dude. I got you. I'll stand right here behind you. We're all behind you, Scott. You got this, Scott." <laughs> but as soon as they call a cut and they put the camera down and they walk off, Scott just. God, it's hot in here. Why would it get so hot in here? Why is it so hot? Is it some water? Why is it so hot in here? In the meanwhile, I was standing behind you just like grinding my teeth going, why didn't I get to be on camera? Yeah, we know, Jay. <laughs> you know why? Because you, you, you and... <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I was like, because you didn't bring me coffee. That's why, you know? Yeah, that's fair. 
I said, hey, is there anybody here from like out of town who wants to be on camera for the news and talk about the Ghostbusters? And we thought, yeah, there is, but he didn't bring his coffee today. And they're like, oh, well, screw that guy then. Is there anybody local we can talk to? What, what was really confusing is that like she made a beeline straight past me in full gear yeah. <laughs> to the booth, and which is yeah. great. That, that's, you know, get get that exposure. That's what that's what we needed. Yeah. Um, she knows who's in charge. Yeah. It's like, go, go, ask the, yeah. go ask the tall guy with the sunglasses on his head. Uh, Scott. Tall guy with the aviators. That's it. <sighs> the guy with the aviators. He's the one in charge. He knows it's everything. Okay. It's okay. At least, I'm not going to name names, but at least, Jay, you didn't act like... Uh, you remember in Ghostbusters 1 when they're doing the, the montage and there's the, the guy doing a little fake newscast and behind him is the hippie with the jean jacket. He just won't <laughs> get out of the damn shot. Rubbing his beard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, no one on the team acted like that. That's good. Yep, that's true. It's weird. I never actually watched it because I don't like watching myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But speaking yeah. of learning things, I did learn something as well. This week, oh. I learned that I don't like Bloody Marys. <laughs> 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 this may not have been the best example of one, Scott. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had one before, and, uh, you know, after, uh, like, on Friday night, you know, we, we kind of co-conspired with uh, another vendor that was close by that we were going to, you know, you know what, tomorrow let's, 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 have some, let's have some stuff behind the table that we, you know, just a little bit below board, you know, and uh, they, they, uh, they, they, they brought us a Bloody Mary uh on saturday about uh, 11 a.m something like that you know because it's a it's a morning drink bloody mary's a morning drink and uh i'm like cool i'm sitting there you know and and i'm doing my thing and and everything and we kind of hit a lull there's nobody around oh hey there's my drink there's my bloody mary's i took it i took a big old swig i never had one before now keep in mind i do not like condiments of any kind shape form or fashion I did not know exactly what was traditionally in a Bloody Mary, but I took a big old swig and I'm like, Aah. it was it was not good. Mistakes were made. So, yeah, yeah, that Worcestershire sauce just hit him. Is oh. I could have used a Bloody Mary. You could have had mine. He could have used a coffee. So wow, <laughs> wow, wow. Call it even. You know what? I'm gonna mail Scott. <laughs> <laughs> a whole just giant bag of coffee. Okay. So so is that the title of the episode? LCTC 2023, Where's My Coffee? <laughs> it is now, apparently. Yep. Because <laughs> you just can't let it go. Yes. Hey, I didn't bring that one up. That was all I have. <sighs> it's too uh, good not to. It is. Uh, oh, man. Sorry. It's all good. Just, just giving you a hard time, Jay. At least you got cookies. I did get cookies. I've had a Thank whole- you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Your cookies are wonderful. That's yeah. And if you want to taste them for yourself, check out Nutmeg's Bakery in Lansing, Iowa. <laughs> yeah, you find yourself in Lansing, Iowa. You have to stop at Nutmeg's. Uh, and yeah. also, they they take mail orders, so you can have them shipped to yeah. you. Jay will be happy tell, to ship them to you. Tell them Commander Scott and Obi John sent you. They'll charge you yeah. double. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that's okay because in you know in in all fairness of reciprocity with the uh, uh, with with the Bloody Marys you know we 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 had some uh, adult beverages of our own that we were able to you know partake in exchange 
in a very reasonable manner, of course. Mm-hmm. So I was good to build rapport with uh, okay. that group. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. What's funny is me and Megan were both super excited on uh, Thursday walking around. We're like, oh, they're doing like bourbon lemon ices. That sounds awesome. We got to get some of those. Oh, man, I'm just going to live at this booth. And the entire convention went by. <laughs> like the last day, we're about to start bringing down. Megan's like, we never got a damn bourbon slush. Like, oh, we never got a bourbon slush. Damn it. Yep. Yeah. Don't look at me. I had my bourbon. Uh, you did. You did. I'm mad at myself. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll be back next year. I can try one again. Wait, wait, which booth were you sharing with? Or can't you say? We'll yeah. talk later. Oh, okay. Were, were the cups stitch themed? No. no. <laughs> they were not. <sighs> it's well, Pat. Wow. That's a super inside joke that none of our listeners are going to get. So we're going to move on. All right, past it. Any other fun convention memories or things to bring up before we call it a night? Uh, just, just one thing. What's up? When we were Team Deathstroke, the comment of why do they keep multiplying when we would walk by a booth with just there were a lot of Deathstrokes that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncon related, but also con related. Uh, we had our third winning game of the thing outbreak at Outpost Thirty One this weekend. Yeah, uh, the yep. third time in how many years of playing that game that the the humans have all won? Four years so. now. Sounds about right. And we somebody, not going to mention any names, who at the end was a human, again, not going to mention any names, did call it the helicopter ride of doom because they may or may not have thought their wife was an imitation. Yeah, somebody may have been so friggin' butthurt the entire second half of the game, they just turned into a whiny little bitch. And, it was just, and as soon as his wife got nominated as the final uh, captain, Oh, great. It doesn't matter who you put on there now. We're all going to die from the helicopter of doom. And then the look on his face when his wife flips his card and she's human. Yep. Like, you know that doofy, excited face, that, that meme from Parks and Rec of, of um, Chris Pratt? And she's like, oh? Yeah, it was that, but like current to 11. Yep. And led to the t-shirt we all want now, which is, I'm sorry for what I said when I thought you were an invitation. Yep. Need those shirts right away. That's all I got. Yep. Well then, so there's our recollections, uh, our foggy, hazy memories of the amazing weekend that was Lexington Toy and Comic Convention 2023. Uh, What we bought, who we met, cool stuff that happened. And hopefully you found this entertaining and it has inspired you to maybe go ahead and uh, buy yourself a ticket for next year. Because every year just keeps getting better. Uh, we'll be there. Who else will be? We'll find out later. Until then, this has been your weekly Nerd Alert. Yes, there are two G's in druggy. 